You're listening to Lady Balls Daily. We're coming at you seven days a week with advice and inspiration to help you live your most fucking epic life. I'm your host, Connie Constantine. Ballsy ass babes. Guess what? Okay, so if there can be Shark Week, I decided there can be Core Week. So that is what we were diving into. (laughs) Get what I did there? That's what we're diving into this week. I am so excited to kick off the next five episodes or the first five episodes and the next five episodes with Justine Malik. So we're going to start with the physical. It's so much more than just a six pack and we're going to end up showing you how you can get into a flow state. Enjoy. Welcome back to Lady Balls Daily. Oh my goodness, I am so excited. Uh, This week we get to discuss so many of my favorite topics, all centered, wow, no pun intended, all centered around the same topic, which is core. So uh, yeah, you're going to find out what that is in a little bit. We are joined by Justine Malik. She is an LA-based yoga and Pilates teacher and so much more. I like to call her the core whisperer. So, Justine, thank you for being here with us. I am so excited. I'm so excited. Thank you, Connie, for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, so we're going to talk, we're going to like give a little introduction to the whole week, and then we're going to get into the physicality of of our cores, of, you know, abs. It's like so, (laughs) so surface. This goes so much deeper than that. But really, it affects so many aspects of our life, not just not just the physical, but the the emotional, dare I say spiritual. I do dare. So I just said it. But seriously, I feel like if we have a strong core and a strong connection to our center, we can do so much more than we think we can. So like I said, Justine's an expert on this, and both physically and emotionally and in every possible way. So we are going to, we're going to be doing a few, the next several shows are going to be on this. So let's start with the physical, shall we, Justine? Yeah, let's start with the physical. Perfect. Because I think that's what a lot of people think of when they think of core, core work, like we were saying, abdominals. But it really is so much more than that. Maybe we start with there. Like, it's not just your ass, yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah, totally. I mean, I think our core center means so many different things for different people. Um, It's just strictly speaking about the muscles, right? We have three different layers of the abdominals. We have the surface layer, the rectus abdominals. We have beneath that would be the obliques, the internal and external obliques. And then underneath that, we have the transverse abdominals. And so there, you know, in a like the older paradigm of anatomy, they really are, um, they distinguish between these different parts. It's talk, they talk about, you know, like insertion points and like this connects to this and this connects to this. And one of the newer paradigms of studying the body and anatomy and integral anatomy is that there really is more of a holistic approach to working with the body, which I am really drawn to. Um, and because, there really is no separation when we're moving. You know, you can't, even if, I mean, I teach Pilates and I'll say that an art, an exercise is targeted on the obliques. That doesn't mean that everything else isn't involved. So there is an idea, this, I, you know, this idea of isolation is only true to an extent because we have a whole body and the whole body is always involved. Um, so going back to what is the core, it, 
again, means something different for different people. Um, for some people, it's abdominal exercises. And then for some people, it's something that's really grounding and centering because if they're laying on their back supine, it's like, oh, the floor is beneath me. I actually feel where I am in space. Like I'm centered, literally speaking. I feel my center of my body. Um, and that in cultivating strength in that part of the body manifests in different ways. For some people, those that's targeted abdominal exercises. And then for some people, once they feel where their abdominals are, their core is, they can find it wherever they are. Right. You know, that could be taking a few breaths um, and breathing into all the way down into their belly and into the basin of the pelvis. I mean, the, the pelvic floor is the deepest layer of the core, according to some people, you know, and I really like this idea um, of tracing the pathway of the breath. Um when we breathe in, the breath travels in and then goes down. So I mean, there's different ways to manipulate, manipulate the breath, but this is one of the ways to kind of center ourselves is through the breath. And it encourages this 360 degree, like three-dimensional quality to the breath. And if, when we breathe in, it fills the chest and then it can fill the belly. So the belly will protrude a bit. And then it can go all the way down into the pelvis and press the pelvic floor down. Now, when we breathe out, the breath can start from where it ended. Like it can start from the lift of the pelvic floor. The belly will lift. The belly button will draw back slightly. And then the the diaphragm will lift. And then the breath will travel out. So it's interesting to... Start with the breath, observe the breath, and then take that with us into exercises or into yoga or into walking, like, or just sitting, you know. It's or, like, yeah, I was going to say into recording a podcast because I just did that yeah, while you were, right? <laughs> it's while you were describing it to me. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think simple, like simplistic ideas can actually be really deep and profound if they're understandable. So yeah. And if they resonate, you know, and I think sometimes they start as simply visuals and they might not resonate at all. But if we continue just spending time with one particular concept, such as following the pathway of the breath, mm -hmm. chances are like if we slow down enough, we can we can figure out where things are initiating from. And so the core has this and sometimes in like older um generations, or I guess different lineages of Pilates use different languaging. One of them is the powerhouse. And the core was referred to as the powerhouse. Move from, initiate from your powerhouse. And that's not the lineage I'm from, but, um, or that I've studied. But I do appreciate that idea of like, this is the center of your power. And yes. so if you're going to do anything, there has to be some incorporation, some integration of this core part of your body and so you know that I mean it just can, that can be taken in so many different directions sure. that might mean when you're in um, plank you know obviously anyone who's been in any class where they give cues for plank no one's going to say let your belly hang out towards the floor right and if they you know, do like, don't yeah like check into another class because <laughs> right <laughs> right exactly yeah good good point <laughs> but 
Exactly. And and here's the, what I wanted to add to that. And this is something I think we both yeah. can relate to. Uh, a strong core helps with so many other things. Even if you're not doing yoga or Pilates, even if you're just strictly athletic in the traditional sense of the, the word, yeah. it's going to make you stronger in other areas of your body. And what I love more than anything is it's going to protect you. I, I appreciated this so much more uh, after I had an accident and... Mm. I had like fragmented like two discs in my back and had to have surgery. Wow. And, and it was just like, it was such an eye opener to, well, first of all, how much we depend on our core. Cause when you have, you bend in a brace and they take it off and you have no core strength. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, that's a trip. But like when I, like I, I had to relearn so many things with it and it's just, it got so much stronger though, is my point. And I, you know, right. I wouldn't want people to have to go to that extreme. Not that, a weak core or a strong core right, had anything right, to do. But injuries can be really big teachers but, in that way. Exactly. But it's like now I have not, I mean, the surgery helped a lot too, but I had had back issues moving into that. And now that I mm. know, and I, I, and I focus on strengthening my core and being aware of it, like you were discussing earlier in this episode, I have not had, knock on wood, any any pain or very and minimal that's amazing. Pain. I mean, so. That, I mean, that's amazing. And I think there is a relationship between a strong core and a healthy spine or a healthy, mm -hmm. like re releasing or removing back pain. It's not always the case, right? Like something right. else can be going on. But um, when we think of the skeleton, like this, the, this internal architecture within us, we have, there's two ways. There's a lot of different ways to look at it. But one of one idea is that we have a core axis and then we have our appendages. So you have the axial skeleton, and then you have the appendicular skeleton. And so the, the axial skeleton would start um, at the head, goes through the spine to the tail, and then the, the appendages are our limbs. And so I like this idea of a core axis and then the appendages as the extremities being connected to the core axis. So you really can't do anything with stability unless the core axis is stabilized. Right. And so connecting to the abdominal muscles and connecting to a strong core can lead to a strong, like just more stabilization regardless of what we're doing. So whether that is someone who likes to, or, you know, just because of their job ends up sitting a lot, right? right? There's plenty of people who just slump, slump into their chair, right? But if they're just a little bit more engaged, it can feel a little better, you yeah, know, and a like, lot better, you know, yeah. a lot better. Yeah. So, um, but these kind of connections, once we find them in the realm of the idea is at least that once we find the connection to our core in something like Pilates, which is super targeted and specific, that neurologically, those pathways are awakened so that you don't have to think about it as much so right. that when you're doing something like sitting at a desk or driving or just walking that you don't have to tell, okay, core, I want you to be engaged and support my spine. Right. It just happens because you've practiced those, like those you've movements. taught those pathways, how to fire, how to, to turn on. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Cause we've been geeking out the last uh, few shows on neural pathways and neuroplasticity oh, a little bit in, in the sense yeah. more of uh, conditioning our minds, like when we, for example, complaining, the more you complain, the more you're oh, setting completely. those grooves, grooves of ne negativity. And we won't go yeah. all into that because people are gonna be like, I've been listening to that for the last three days. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but it's it's interesting that you're you're using a parallel thing here, and the same thing happens with the, the with the physical connection. Is we yeah. set those same grooves where it becomes more automatic. Right, we're creating habits to a certain extent too, right. patterns. Exactly. Right, and I think all of movement, in terms of the healing part aspects of movement, are based on patterns. The way that movement therapists observe a body and then um, proceed with whatever suggestions they have is based on patterns. So it could be as simple as if someone stands up and then tries to fold forward and they can't touch their toes, generally speaking, there's a tightness in the hamstrings. That's not always the case. Could be something else. But these are things that after a certain point, you don't have to think about as someone observing the body. You can kind of be like, okay, I see this, so I know to go this direction. Right. You know, or someone is, you know, like I said, in plank, if they're constantly allowing their low back to be really back bendy and let their belly just drop towards the floor, and then they're complaining about back pain, it's not a huge mystery as, as to what's happening if the, the lumbar spine is being compressed, Yeah. you know, yeah. so, or not supported, exactly. right? So, um, usually if something's not feeling good, it needs more support, whether that's smaller range of motion or, whether that's a prop, you know, like oh right in the be... moment. So if you don't have the actual strength to right, yeah, right, at that time, right, and until, until that neural pathway is strong enough, and that might, and it's not really a question of strength in terms of brute force because right. there's plenty of people who are strong, at least from the external perspective, and can lift really heavy weights. Right. But when you ask for them to do something super specific, it's not something they've practiced, and then right. they're it might be perceived as a weakness, but it's just relative. So it's not that they're weak. If they haven't turned on that pathway because they've never practiced a movement, I don't know how we would expect our bodies to just in, innately know. Of That's course. not to say there aren't things that we just innately know, because I do believe that there are things like that. But um, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So what would you suggest yeah. for someone? Because for me, I, I kind of, I've got bitch slapped into reality with like, you know, yeah. a really bad back injury and yeah. and was lucky enough to have excellent physical therapists to get back on track and like do those little tiny movements to become aware right. of of what was going on and to, to connect with like actually what was because honestly before then it was just like I was just doing I was doing crunches and variations and it's like, oh, okay, right. look at my six pack. That's adorable. But like whatever, yeah. that wasn't even necessarily making my core that strong. Right. It's accessing the more superficial layers right. of the abdominals. So yeah. what would you suggest? We're, we're going to, we're going to wrap up this physical segment here pretty soon, but what would, what, where would you point someone? Um, obviously if they've got yoga and Pilates studios in their area or a teacher that they're already loving to go to, if you're in Los Angeles, Right. Connect with Justine <laughs> at Wanderlust Hollywood. You also teach at... I teach just... at a studio in Echo Park called Samarasa. I teach Pilates on the Reformer there. Perfect. And you're JustineMalik.com before we yes, forget to mention website. that. Yes, that's my website. You know, what's amazing about Pilates is, and yoga to a certain extent, but yoga is less targeted, especially in the physical realm, right. depending on where you are, um, of course, or what kind of class you're taking. But Generally speaking, if you can walk into a Pilates class and there's a lots of gyms even that have um, mat classes that are pretty decent um, or if you ever want to, I mean, I would highly recommend trying that. And of course, it's largely dependent on the teacher. Of Some teachers are stronger than others in terms of communicating the proper alignment. Um, 
But one really simple thing that I think helps a lot of people is exploring neutral spine. And neutral spine is honors the natural curvatures of our spine. So we could even do this laying down. And if you're laying down on the floor with your feet on the floor and your knees bent, um, you just want to be on a flat surface, focus on the places that you're making contact with the mat. Yes, the soles of your feet are on the ground, but you don't have to worry about them much. Then the, the places to really hone in are on the back of your pelvis and the back of your ribs. And these kind of serve like a checks and balance system. If we focus only on the pelvis and tip the tailbone down towards the heels and do- down into the floor. If we do that too much, the the ribs will pop off the floor. The backs of the ribs won't be making contact with the mat. And then in reverse, if we focus on just getting the ribs down and the as much of the back into the floor, then the pubic bone will curl in into the low back and we won't get the weight of the back of the pelvis. If we get both, if we get both the back of the pelvis heavy and the backs of the ribs, then there will be this tiny bit of space underneath the low back. You could almost slip like a piece of paper underneath the low back. Just keeping that, maintaining neutral spine should feel like a little active, like there's a bit of work there. It's not a passive position. Neutral spine does not mean that we naturally hang out there. It actually takes conscious awareness to be in neutral spine guaranteed most of us when we stand that's not where we just when we're just standing waiting in line at the grocery store we're not standing in neutral spine unless we're being super conscious of our posture right um so something like that just being on the floor and figuring out okay this is what it means to be in a back bend this what it is what it means to curl in too much where's the medium happy medium where's you know, this place where I feel a little bit of energy. Once you can find it with your two feet off the floor, then you can try lifting one foot into the air. Can you, and then see if, can you, can you keep neutral, this neutrality in your spine while one foot is off the ground? And then you try it with the second leg off the ground and then maybe both legs come off the ground. And so something like that, if you can find it on the floor, right, then you can take it into something like all fours and you figure out, okay, cat cow is going into you know, the, the cow spine is when you arch your back and you feel your, your belly drop towards the floor a bit. And then the opposite would be the cat back and you lift your spine towards the ceiling. Neutral spine is in the middle of that. So you want to keep that. And if you can find it in all fours, you can take it into plank. Right. And so right, what we're doing right. is teaching our body how to find this idea of neutral that this, this alignment that honors the natural curvatures of the spine. So that regardless of our relationship to gravity, whether we're lying on our side, we're on our back, whether we're standing or in handstand. Like a plank. Could you do it in handstand? I've been working like on different. Oh, you positions. totally could do it in handstand. No, <laughs> no we're no, not recommending that. Don't start whole... in handstand. What's that? I said I'd, we're not recommending that you start this in handstand yeah, exactly. at, at all. Definitely, like get through. Like, <laughs> if you were going from a point A to point Z, right? Um, but it it could be. It could too. be. I mean, it's really interesting because it's it switches completely changes our Mm -hmm. awareness and relationship to gravity. So it's opposite, right? So if we were standing up, which is a great place to start, especially if you do want to explore this concept upside down, if you're standing on your feet, um, it would, you want to feel like your tailbone is heavier than the, the front of your pelvis. So you're lifting your frontal hip points up 
a little bit, not, not too much or else you'll go into a tuck, right? So we, we have a checks and balance system and the, it's countered by the, the ribs. So the, the front of the ribs, we want to be a little heavier than the back of the ribs. So the back ribs lift a little and the back of the tailbone lengthens down. And so in the opposite in the front body, the front of the pelvis is lifting a bit and the, the front of the ribs are heavy. And, and there's this, if you go back and forth between sticking your butt out and flaring your ribs and then tucking in and rounding everything, you can kind of find where that n- neutral spine exists. And it'll feel right. different for all of us, but it should be a place that feels quite active and energized. Right. And so it's the same thing when you go upside down and you put your hands on the floor and you want to, but it's the opposite. You're reaching your tailbone up towards your heels. Right. That's a good way to think of it. Because I, I have been, I've been struggling with that for a while, honestly. Not making this all about me, for sure. No, of course. I think it's <laughs> a it, common it, thing, though. Yeah, it's but it's interesting to, to keep just going to those next levels and trying different things that, you know, it's like it does. It totally changes your perception. So Right, of just where you are in space. Totally. Oh, my gosh. So much, you know, her, you and I could just keep going with this forever because yeah. we love it so much but just before we wrap up today any resources you have for people uh like if by chance they don't have a pilates studio that they can go to or a mat yeah, class yeah. in a gym is there like any any online resources yeah or one of my favorite or... online resources is a website called pilatesanytime.com okay and um, it's called Pilates Anytime. The website is PilatesAnytime.com. Um, and they have a mix of, I mean, they have hundreds of classes, including mat classes online. And, but they also have different workshops that you can buy. Oh, cool. Um, there's a phenomenal one with an anatomist named Gil Headley that, um, it's not actually for Pilates teachers specifically. It's for anyone. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's like five hours you know, and I took it over the course of a week or something. It's really mm-hmm. digestible and understandable. Um, but that speaks back to this idea of a more holistic approach to the body as opposed to thinking of, okay, we have this layer of the abdominals and then the other layer, and I want to target them all individually. It's like, yes, I get it. Like, you do want to have exercises that, you know, specifically highlight these specific individual parts of the body. But at the same time, whenever you're doing that, you don't want to lose sight of the the whole picture the it's like a zoom in zoom out that you constantly want to be doing it's like yes I'm, I'm targeting my obliques but my whole abdominal situation is involved in a part of the conversation right. yeah um, but they have great classes too that are great for all levels like level one classes um, Meredith Rogers is one of my favorite teachers I did my training with her um, she's on that on Pilates anytime there's so many good ones I mean it's amazing excellent and ah. it's like eighteen dollars a month. It's oh, great. That's not bad. That's not not bad. bad at all. Yeah, especially if you if you're not going able to get to a class or go to a class that yeah. you're really digging. So excellent, Justine. Okay, we could keep going just on this. <laughs> we should have like it should have been core, 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 core weeks. It's yeah. core month. It's core year here at Lady Balls Daily. <laughs> core year. I like that. <laughs> no, but thank you so much. Um and thank but you we're for gonna see me. You're welcome. We're gonna see you again tomorrow. Okay, great. Can't wait. (laughs) All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Ballsy Babes Unite. If you're down with our vibe, make sure to go to LadyBallsNation.com and sign up for our Insider's Newsletter. And don't forget, new episodes drop every day. So make sure to hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss a single one.
there, Connie here with a quick reminder that if you are loving these interviews with Justine, make sure to head on over to ladyballsdaily.com where we have two longer ones. It's kind of like a little extra bonus there. So you can go to ladyballsdaily.com. You can just search Justine Malik in the search bar at the top and you're going to find two more interviews. One's called Tap Into Your Intuition and the other one is called Whole Body Awareness. Really Really, really, really good stuff. And I hope you are enjoying this five-part episode with her encore. All right. See you tomorrow.